Hello, you're listening to the Club Candid Podcast. My name is Reggie, I am your host, and welcome to the club. Today's episode is a little different. Uh, My normal listeners might not relate to this topic that we're going to talk about. It's a little more specific to a specific audience, Um, but I've been meaning to do an episode of this for a number of reasons. One, uh, it's been requested. Uh, a lot by people I don't even know. And two, it's also, I have a topic this on a blog post that we're going to talk about today and I just need to get rid of my website and that blog post is going to be gone soon. And I figured I need to put that blog post into a podcast episode. And yeah, originally I wanted this episode to be a bonus episode um, because it's not our usual content for the podcast. Um, But I'm including it this week because there was just with schedules, with guests and everything, a regular podcast episode for this Wednesday is actually going to be live on a Friday. So you are getting two episodes this week, which is awesome. Uh, But today's episode, let me just get into it and tell you what it is. So, you know, maybe you could tell by the title, but we are talking uh, about missionaries, sending a missionary on a mission something I know all too well and it's been a long time since uh, I sent a missionary on a mission but I am a missionary girlfriend success story and (laughs) it's so funny like talking about this now because like I haven't really like shared this in a long time Um, but I've been wanting to I guess like I don't know share this I don't know if this is like the place to share but we're just we're just gonna go for it because why the heck not Um, (laughs) so today I'm gonna be sharing uh, my experience sending a missionary on a mission, um, aka my husband. I sent my husband on a mission when we were dating and just kind of share our story and then share a little bit about my advice for missionary girlfriends because it's been, oh man, how long has it been now? Six, six years, a little over six years since uh, Kendall left on his mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And he left for two years. It was a long two years without him, but he came home. We got married. We have a baby. We are a missionary girlfriend success story. And, uh, the amount of DMs I get (laughs) literally like weekly, daily, monthly from girls that are just like asking me for advice with their missionary still blows my mind that I receive so many messages when it's been six years since (laughs) Kendall left on his mission. Uh, obviously he's back now. Um, but those two years from 2015 to 2017 were some of the hardest but coolest years of my life. So I'm going to just share our story, my advice for you missionary girlfriends who are listening. And if you are have no interest in this and you haven't sent a missionary off or you have kids and this just doesn't apply to you, tune in Friday because Friday's episode is for everyone. Uh, but I just had to put this podcast episode out there so I can refer people in my DMs to this podcast episode. Um, so yeah, let's get let's get started. So first off, in case you're new here, my name is Reggie. I am 26 years old. I'm married to my husband Kendall, who I will be talking plenty about on this episode. Uh, we have a five-month-old daughter, Lennon, and she is the best thing in the entire world. And let's see, what else What else do you need to know about me? I'm a wedding photographer and videographer. I am a, a I like to travel. I have a podcast. 
yeah, I, I that's pretty much all you need to know about me. But that's that's a little bit about me in case you're curious. Uh, I do live in Utah, surprise, uh, northern Utah. And yeah, that, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. So I'm excited to kind of share this story because it's honestly like the two years that Kendall was on his mission are some of the like, that's like really close to my heart because I don't know. I feel like you don't really understand or appreciate what it's like until you've been in the situation and you've sent a missionary off because there's going to, we're going to talk about the waiter haters, the people that are like, why are you waiting for a missionary? It's a waste of time, blah, 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 blah. Um, but really like, I don't know. Missionary girlfriends are tough. Like we, we are a different breed. Um, we really put our heart out on the line and it's, it's scary. So I'm here to help, help a girl out. We're here to help each other and just going to share my experience with you. So Kendall and I met when he, oh man, I was a sophomore and he was a freshman. Uh, we both auditioned for a show choir at our high school and to make like a long story short, we just really hit it off and became really, really good friends. Um, started dating pretty soon after that. And I truly like what the minute I saw him, it was like, I just knew I was going to marry him. It's kind of weird. Like I remember like a thought, like very shortly after I had met him, like really hadn't had much of a conversation with him. Um, but we were at like this retreat for our show choir that we were in and he was just like talking to his friend and he was playing his guitar while he was talking and this sounds literally so so silly and so weird i've never shared this before um but i was just like watching him talk and i just and it wasn't even that i was like super attracted to him i mean don't get me wrong he's very attractive but like there was just like something about him i don't really know what it was but i remember just like watching him thinking like wow i think i could marry this guy which is so weird because i literally had only said like six words to him, which were, okay, wait, this is probably six words, but I've just made that up. Um, but when I introduced myself to him, the first thing I said was, hi, uh, my name is Reggie. And I didn't know what to say after that. Cause I was like, how do I introduce myself and like, be cool. And I was just like, and we are going to fall in love. And he was like, oh, okay. And then we just became really good friends after that. Anyways, but I just really, truly instantly knew that I was like supposed to be with him. It's really weird to me that I know that and think that, but I mean, it worked out. So you get to say I'm a fortune teller. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much like, I mean, I'm not saying that you have to have had that moment to, I mean, not everyone experiences that with the person they're supposed to marry, but that's just like a little bit about us, like how we met and everything. Um, so since I was a year older than him in school, I went to a semester of Utah or a year to Utah State while he was still a senior in high school and he got his mission call in March of 2015 and I knew like when we were dating because I knew like I just like wanted to marry him I was just so in love with him I was like he wants to go on a mission and he's gonna go and he's gonna be gone for two years and there was like a part of me that kind of thought like do I need to end things between us so it's easier on my heart like while he's gone but I was like no 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 that's not gonna make it easier for me that's just my experience um and my thoughts and opinion uh but yeah it was like really tricky because he submitted his papers and like literally I would go to bed every night just like my heart racing and just so terrified because I could not imagine like going a day without him and then to go two years without him just seemed like absolutely impossible. So 
here we go. Let's get into it. So Kendall gets his mission call to the Adriatic North mission, uh, which is Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro, and Bosnia. And that's right across the sea from Italy, in case you're curious where that is. And he got called and he ended up leaving in August. So got his call in March, left in August. And let me just start off. Let me just start off by saying that I think the worst part of the whole two years and sending your missionary off, whatever, the hardest part is saying goodbye to them. I promise you. There's literally nothing worse. If you've already sent your missionary off, you know what I'm talking about. There's literally, it's it's the worst. Um, we met up at, we had like a date that afternoon before he got set apart and we had it like so planned out. This sounds so funny. We had it planned out of how we were going to say goodbye because we're like, I don't want to say goodbye to you at my house. I didn't want, I don't know. I didn't want him to have to like drop me off or whatever. So we both drove separately to a park that we went to a lot and we drove, I parked my car on the opposite side of this building. So then I couldn't see him drive away. And he basically just like, we had this like perfect day together. And then he was like, okay, well, I love you. I'll see you in two years. And oh my gosh, just thinking about that literally makes me want to throw up. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm revisiting this memory. Like I already like want to cry about it. It just was, okay. So he's like, okay, bye. And then we like kissed and I hugged him for what felt like a lifetime, but like not long enough. And then he left and got in his car and he drove away and I sat in my car and cried for like a solid 30 minutes and then I went home packed my bags and I went and spent the night at my friend's house and oh the goodbye I'm just I'm just warning you now in case you haven't sent him off yet the the goodbye is literally the worst part um but yeah okay so he leaves I'm gonna give you just like a quick overview and then I'll jump into like my frequently asked questions and like my advice for missionary girlfriends and all that stuff so brief overview he goes and leaves on his mission now back in the day six years ago um you could only talk to your missionary once a week on p-day and there was no you could only skype twice a year mother's day and christmas so we spent our time writing emails every monday and we would write letters in between there and then i was invited to his parents house on mother's day and christmas to skype with him and his whole family at one time so that was always like super nerve-wracking because it was like okay i've been talking to you every week since you've been gone and then his face would like pop up on the screen and i'd get to talk to him face to face and that was just so crazy and like so nerve-wracking for me and it was the best time when i got to do that with and talk with him his family was amazing for letting me join them on those calls and it's so crazy now because I have a brother who's on a mission right now and we get to like FaceTime him like literally every week and it's so crazy. I can't even imagine doing that while Kendall's on his mission. So I don't have any advice for you when it comes to that but I'm just letting you know I do have advice for you when it comes to all the other things but I don't know how it works now with like talking to your missionary over a phone call every week or Skype call Facebook call, whatever. Uh, I can't even imagine and put myself in that shoes. I honestly think that would have been harder on me in a way. I don't know. I've been thinking about that a lot. I'm not sure actually. Anyways, so continuing on. So that's that was how we communicated and it was honestly pretty tough, but hey, we made it through. 
Uh, so yeah, it came time for him to come home from his mission. Uh, and he ended up extending three additional weeks. It was absolute torture for me. Uh, I don't think I like slept or ate in like for like three months um, before he got home. I was so anxious. Uh, I like literally couldn't eat without wanting to throw up <laughs> and I couldn't sleep at all. My heart was like racing like the night before he came home from his mission. My mom like came downstairs to my room and she was like, cause I was still living at home at the time. She was like, okay, um, I, here's two Benadryl and she gave me some like magnesium like calm drink to like calm me <laughs> down because I was so stressed um and then we went to the airport I went with his family we picked him up and literally now let me first before I before I share this I just want to say everyone's experience is different my experience is not going to be the same experience you have and vice versa um but I'm just sharing like my experience and then from there you can you know apply it to your situation or whatever so basically (sighs) the second I saw him as when he walked off the plane no no joke not exaggerating it was the one of the happiest moments of my life I mean now I've gotten married I've had a baby I've definitely had happier moments but like there is nothing quite like that feeling it was the best and the second I saw him I just knew everything was gonna work out the second I like hugged him for the first time everything just felt right I was so so terrified that like we were gonna fall out of like love with each other like the sparks weren't gonna be there or it was gonna be awkward and for me it just honestly couldn't have been more perfect and I was really really grateful for that and yeah then he came home literally the night he came home he was like so like when are we getting married and I was like whoa (laughs) like calm down soldier um we we just like it felt so right and we had at this point we had been dating for like almost five years so it was like we just we just knew and we got engaged three weeks later and married two months after that so that's that's our story for you um but let me, let me answer some frequently asked questions I get. Um, I have a blog post. You might have found me from there. That's where most people find me. I don't really know how people find me from that, but they do. Um, so I'm going to kind of like be reading off of the blog post too, just FYI. So um, I've been asked just by so many girls just to kind of like share my thoughts and I put them onto a blog post and I was really extremely hesitant about it. Uh, I did the, put the blog post up in like June of like 2018 or something like that. I can't really remember. It was a long time ago. Um, and the reason I was hesitant about posting it is because everyone's experience, like I said a minute ago, is just so different and you can't compare your experience to someone else's. Uh, it was that thought that made me realize that some thoughts need to be shared though, because it really makes me so happy to see girls reaching out to me in my DMs or like emailing me because uh, the wait is so hard, you guys, so hard. And sometimes the very best thing to do is to talk to someone who understands what you are going through. So um, before I begin with like going through these frequently asked questions, I promise I'm going to get to the point. I sound like a broken record here, but I do want to say that every love story is different. And you know, what's best for me might not be what's best for you, um, but the wait the way it's just not easy and you're not going to experience it like I did or as anyone else did. And that's what I think 
makes it so special. So, uh, yeah, here we go. Let's dive in. <laughs> I'm going to be answering some of the questions I get asked the most, and I'm going to be extremely honest, and I hope that this can be helpful to any of you at any point of the wait. So first question I get asked the most, how do you get through the first few months and does it get any easier? So I know I talked about saying goodbye and I think that is just the hardest thing. I still think about it to this day. And I will tell you though, after I said goodbye to Kendall, I felt the most like overwhelming peace. It was just what I needed. And that doesn't mean that I wasn't a complete wreck because I was. I went through tons of tissues. I ugly cried for a good bit for a long while, um, but I did feel some peace for it. And I think that's just what I needed. And I just knew that he was supposed to be where he was supposed to be going and I was supposed to be doing what I was supposed to be doing. And this was just that time in our life for us. And that's what we needed to what we needed to do. So once I got that first email, I felt that same piece again. And that piece really did not even leave my side for the rest of the wait. There definitely were days that were extremely hard, like so hard. It's crazy to like think back on them, but there were also so many good days. Uh, the first few months, they're really tough because you have to adjust to this new life without them, um, without them there all the time. So cry, cry it out eat some ice cream, turn on your Grey's Anatomy or binge a Netflix show and just take some time to be in the feels. Really? <laughs> like, lock yourself in your room if you have to and play sad music. I don't know. I know it sounds weird, but give yourself time to be sad. It's a hard transition, but it's going to get better. Uh, but also, like, don't spend the whole two years sitting in your room crying about it because that's not going to get you anywhere. So just give yourself time every once in a while to feel all the feels. Um, some things that helped me were just spending a lot of time with my family and friends. I wrote religiously in my journal and I just spent a lot of time doing things for myself. I wanted to travel. That was something I really wanted to do. And so I went and taught English abroad. Um, I went to school. I worked my booty off uh, trying to start my own thing with my own business. Um, I like picked up new hobbies and I just, I made a lot of friendships with like new friends. It was kind of a whole new world for me in a way, which was really exciting. I don't get me wrong. I missed Kendall so much, uh, but it was a really great opportunity and time for me to just be my own person and just realized that there was like a life outside of him in a way uh, and just like focus 100% on myself and it was like I really appreciate those two years for that reason that I was able to do so much for myself. I think I definitely could have just sat in my room and cried about it for the longest time and been sad and just sat and like waited and waited and waited for him to get home and put all my energy into that. Um, but I put my energy into myself and I obviously put energy into him talking to him each week and thinking of him, praying for him, all that stuff. But it really was a huge help, um, <laughs> to me mentally, uh, and spiritually to just put myself, um, to put myself first and, you know, take some time to take care of myself and do the things that I couldn't do before he left on his mission. Uh, not because he was holding me back in any way, but just because I had more time. Uh, and it was really great. And I'm really glad that I did all of those things. Uh, 
So yeah, and also make sure to like celebrate the small milestones and just support the crap out of your missionary. It's going to make it a lot easier if you just remember the purpose of him being on his mission um, because he is there to serve the people there. He is not there for you. He is there for the people there. And just reminding myself that was also really helpful. And yeah, like I said, celebrate the small milestones. Once he's been out a month, have a party. Just party all the time because you're counting down the days. Uh, Okay, next question is, what did you do to not be a distraction from your missionary? So, (laughs) let's get real here. If a missionary has a girlfriend back home, he's going to be distracted by her at least a little bit. (laughs) Uh, Things that I know helped were simply just me like bearing my testimony to him a lot and just like sharing what I was learning in church and personal scripture study. Um, There was so many conversations that we had on his mission like about the gospel that um this is so weird i like never get like spiritual or anything on the podcast but um that like we just hadn't really like talked about before um before he left on his mission i thought i knew absolutely everything about him and i learned so much more about him while he was on his mission um than i ever would have had he been home and so that's one thing i was really grateful for um so emails full of your feelings for him are nice like i love you whatever but not something that i think needs to happen every week um i'm all about love letters i said in the podcast episode last week that like one of my goals for this year is to write more love letters to kendall because i don't know you're never too old to write a love letter to someone you love um sounds cheesy but like i mean if you're in love, why not? Um, so yeah, I, I just feel like mushy gushy. Can't wait for you to get home. Emails like that don't really need to be happening. Uh, because let's be real. You're both thinking that anyways. Um, the reminder of that, you just don't want to make him like too homesick. Um, like you can totally tell him you love him and all that jazz. Like that's totally cool. Uh, but I think sometimes, being a little too mushy gushy can be distracting especially in the beginning and right towards the end i don't know like i said you're gonna know your situation a little bit better than i do of course um things that were hard for us was just talking about the future more than we probably should have um there's no rules that say you can't talk about marriage or what you're gonna do on your first date but like I just feel like it's really important to not focus on those things all the time and just focus on the present. You can ask him just questions about his mission, about his investigators and companions, and just share silly stories that happened to you from the past week. Uh, One thing that Kendall and I did that I really loved was we like set challenges for each other um, every once in a while, like for the week. So he would like say, oh, this week I'm studying like Alma or something. And then he, I like would study those like same scriptures. Um, so then I kind of felt like that was cool. We were kind of doing scripture study separately, but then we'd come together on Monday and like our emails and like share what we learned and apply it throughout our week. And I thought that was really awesome and something that like we definitely have tried to implement even in, in our marriage, which is really cool. Honestly, the very best thing you can do is to support them 100%. Make sure to stay positive. Don't be too negative in your emails but like don't hesitate to reach out to them if you need advice on something or you're struggling with anything you know your relationship best so do what you know is best for the both of you uh next question i didn't receive an email from my missionary this week should i be worried 
Um, sometimes I didn't get emails from Kendall and I later learned it was just because he was doing a service project or he was out like visiting a new place or just had like a super busy P day. Uh, missionaries really don't have a ton of time to write most weeks. So just like, don't worry, even though you probably still will, (laughs) but just like know that it's probably because they're just having like a really fun or busy day, um, ahead of themselves. Next question. Did you date while your missionary was out and did you tell him about it? Okay, this one is like probably the one I get most questions about. So Kendall and I, like I said, we dated for almost three years before he left on his mission. We both knew it was right. For me, literally there was no question about it. I was I was going to wait for him. And he, Kendall was really awesome and told me that he didn't want to hold me back from dating before he left. So I remember telling me that if someone came along that was better than him, I would be absolutely stupid to not go for it. But... I think we both knew that he was best for me and <laughs> um like my parents my parents really encouraged me to date and I was super against it but I ended up going on like two or three dates I absolutely hated it and it was just not for me I'd come home and I'd cry I just it was just not fun for me and I think it was just because I I really just knew I wanted to marry him and you know some of you might really be in love with your missionary you might not know if you want to marry them yet that's totally fine um I know that there's like a lot of girls that date and it's so, so good for them and they really enjoy it. But then I also know that there's girls who, you know, like don't date and they're happy with it. Um, there's girls who date tons of guys while their missionary has gone and they will still end up with their missionary or there's girls who date and then they realize, you know what, maybe my missionary isn't the one for me. So I think giving dating a try, give, to give dating a try isn't a bad idea because it's just going to either one, point you in a different direction that you didn't know you need to go in, or two, it's going to just prove to you how much you really do love your missionary and want to continue waiting for him. So, um, this is so, guys, I just have to say this is so crazy to talk about. I have not talked about this. I mean, I respond to messages in my DMs all the time, but it just feels so weird to be talking about this, um, on a podcast episode. Okay. Um, let's see, where are we? Um, dating. So pray about it and talk openly openly about it with your missionary before he leaves. I didn't ever tell Kendall when I went on a date. Uh, he knew nothing and I just wanted to keep it that way because if I was going to tell him like, oh, I went on a date with so-and-so, it was just going to make him worry and he just didn't need to know that. Like, I, I just didn't think he needed to know. Um, I also want to add that like if your missionary is telling you not to date and you're wanting to or even if you aren't sure don't, don't listen to him. Uh, you know what's best for yourself, not your missionary. Sorry. Um, I honestly, I've seen very few missionaries that are tell their girlfriends, like, don't, don't date anyone. Just like, wait for me. And honestly, I don't want to say that's a red flag, but I told you I'd be honest. So mm, red flag. Sorry. Um, (laughs) I just, I don't want you guys like getting your heart hurt by these guys, but, um, you know, what's best for you do what's best. If you think, like not dating while he's gone is best for you go for it um people you know there's going to be those waiter haters that are going to be like you're so silly for not dating but i mean live your life girl and do what you want to do and if things work out with your missionary you can send them an invite to your wedding so um just don't let your missionary keep you from living your life while he's gone that's my biggest advice uh, next question. I don't have a great relationship with my missionary's family and I'm not sure if they like me. How can I gain a relationship with them? Honestly, I'm not 
much help to this question because I was super fortunate enough to be really close with my missionary's family. Um, I had just known them for so long. It really, one thing that really helped me was to just kind of stop by their house a lot to chat with his mom. I took time to like hang out with his siblings and honestly, genuinely because I wanted to, not just because I felt like I had to or was like trying too hard. Um, but like shooting a simple, excuse me, shooting a simple text, um, to like talk about his group email. Like there were so many times I had conversations with his mom about his week because there'd be things he told me that he didn't tell his mom and vice versa. So, um, yeah, it was really a good time while he was gone to like just hang out with his family and gain a closer relationship with them. And I really don't think it would hurt to just like pray for his family, pray for ways you can serve them. I know some people have really difficult relationships with their missionary's family and I just can't imagine that and I'm so sorry if you are experiencing that. Um, Just let them know how much you love their son and overall just like be a good friend to them and don't try too hard. Don't try too hard because <laughs> uh, they will probably sense that. Just be, just be yourself. Uh, next question. I miss my missionary so much and it is so hard. What are things I can do to get my mind off of it? So the best thing I did was made a bucket list of things I wanted to accomplish while my missionary was gone. Um, I had always wanted to travel, so I volunteered for ILP, the International Language Program, and lived in Thailand for four months, and it was the best time ever, and that was just like one thing I really wanted to do, and I'm glad I set that goal for myself and did it. Um, A few other things was I like just set a bunch of goals for my job and for myself spiritually, and that was, like I said earlier too, like I developed some new hobbies and talents. I think one thing I really learned and have told a lot of girls that have, you know, slid into my DMs asking about stuff like this is like, you can totally miss your missionary and still be happy. Like you don't have to be miserable. You can still enjoy your time while they're gone. Uh, revisiting emails and letters that made you smile, taking advantage of this time apart by getting to know each other better. Like there's so many good things that can come from this wait. So take advantage of that. And also just know that it's okay to not be okay. There's going to be really hard days and your heart's going to ache and you're going to feel lonely. But like I said before, there's also really, really good days. So live for those and allow yourself to have more of them. Uh, Next one, how did you stay positive? Uh, Honestly, I was not positive 100% of the time, maybe not even like 50% of the time. Uh, I had my share of late nights watching rom-coms, crying eating jars, like spoonfuls of Nutella. (laughs) Um, However, I did my best to try to stay positive. It's really easy to get discouraged, but even on the days where I got like super down and people were like really unsupportive of me and really rude to me, you know, the waiter haters, um, I just had to learn to ignore them. And one thing that just really breaks my heart and makes me so angry (laughs) is that people think that they can judge a relationship that they don't know. And sometimes people are just bitter. Like I had a guy trying to date me while Kendall was gone and his girlfriend like was trying to like wait for him while he was on his mission and it didn't work out. And he would just like sit and rip me apart and tell me about how, well, no one waits for their missionary anyways. And like, it was just like dumb. I just feel like, (laughs) I just feel like, you know, like I said, you, you know, your situation best, you know, your relationship best. And you just have to trust those feelings that you you have and 
doubts will come. We'll talk about that in a second, probably, but like, I don't know, you know yourself best and you just have to remain, remain strong as hard as it is. Two years is a long time, but I promise it goes by so much quicker than you think. Um, don't listen to the negative things people say. With that said, like it's super easy to take things personally and think about them a lot, but being positive is all you put your mind to. So a happy life is made when you make it that way. Uh, make sure to be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself, and just know that it's going to be over before you know it. Um, there's a talk by Elder Uchtdorf that was literally my saving grace. I read it so many times. I've never read a conference talk so much in my entire life. I think I've have the whole thing memorized. It's called Continue in Patience. It's from, ooh, I don't remember which, oh, April 2010, Saturday morning session? Nope. The priesthood session. Anyways, go check that out. It's really, really good. I read it all the time, even now, um, just for different situations that I'm in when I need to be patient. Um, but that, that talk helped me immensely. Uh, next question. I'm not missing my missionary anymore. Is that normal? Uh, yeah, honestly, um, you don't need to be missing him and feeling miserable every day. Like I said, it's totally normal. Uh, if you still love him, that's great. You could just be going through a time that I think most girls go through when you're so you're like super used to him being gone and it just feels more comfortable, I guess. And that's totally okay. It's really okay if you aren't feeling it anymore and you should never feel like you have to wait. Uh, we are all human and we tend to, we like will fall in and, in and out of love with people you can become friends with people and then decide you don't want to be their friend anymore. It kind of works like that when you're dating. And yeah, I just, I hope you don't feel like you have to be tied down to them if you're really not feeling it. And I don't want you to feel like too disappointed in yourself if you just don't see it working out and you don't see yourself waiting anymore. I hope that you don't consider yourself a failure and you can just be at peace with that and yeah, it's, it's really normal to have doubts, um, but if those doubts are like taking over everything and you're genuinely not feeling it anymore, then I think that's okay and you're going to be fine and there's other fish in the sea, uh, even though it's like really hard to believe that at times. Um, I mean, I don't, I know it sounds like I don't have any room to talk because things did work out for me, uh, but I just want you to know that like it's okay if they don't. Um, you you've got people in your corner everything's gonna be okay uh next question my missionary hasn't said he loves me as much as he used to and only talks about what's happening on the mission he's a soup in super missionary mood mode and it's really hard for me is there a reason for that um so don't hate me for this uh but guess what his mission is not about you so many girls get so caught up in like the cute letters and emails and the themed packages that i think we can kind of I'll forget what those two years are really about. It's about the gospel. It's about him sharing the gospel with the people who need it. Um, he's serving people and those people that he's serving need him so much more than you do. Uh, he should always be in missionary mode and you should always be supporting that. And you're going to grow closer together during those two years when you take those two years as a time for you both to grow closer to the Lord. And I know it sounds kind of harsh for me to like say all that, but it's the truth. And I think it's good to be reminded of it. 
Okay, and last frequently asked question. My missionary is coming home soon. How did you prepare for it? What were things, oh, were things awkward when your missionary came home and what was that like? Okay, so this is super exciting. I get really excited when someone has a missionary coming home because like I said in the beginning of this episode, I was so anxious the month before. And once I finally saw his face, I really genuinely felt like he had never left. The second he hugged me, all the doubts that I had went away. It's like all of the anxiety, heartache, and worry just disappears. And it was truly one of the happiest moments of my life. He really wasn't awkward and he adjusted pretty well, which I was not expecting. And truthfully, it wasn't hard for me at all. Um, I know it's really hard for some people though. So uh, if it's kind of a bit of an adjustment for both of you, that's okay. You got to give them time. Some missionaries come home and they're kind of like awkward and might feel weird about like hugging their girlfriend or something, but that's okay. I think we just got to, we like you, you've just got to give them time and don't, don't smother them. Uh, it's really going to be hard not to, cause it's like, I haven't seen you in two years. <laughs> um, but when he's ready to give you all of his attention, I promise you that he will. Uh, it's the best time and the absolute greatest reunion. So those are, those are my thoughts. And I hope that this helped you at least a little bit. Um, you are more than welcome to slide into my DMs to ask me any questions that I maybe didn't answer in this podcast episode. Um, my Instagram is at Reggie and underscore R-E-G-G-I-E-A-N-N underscore. Um, you can find me all the things on there. And if you're a new podcast listener, I hope you continue to listen to the podcast. I share, um, lots of fun things on here, um, submitted stories that you guys can participate in from like beauty horror stories, worst first kisses, things like that. Um, I also include like some self-help episodes where I interview experts in certain fields. I, my whole goal with the podcast is just to, um, inspire you to live life to its fullest, um, help you be the best version of yourself, and also just entertain you, have a best friend through your ear holes that you can <laughs> listen to that hopefully I can make your week a little bit better because, you know, like I said, this is, it's called Club Candid, this podcast. We're just like a club, all of us together, just hanging out, BFFs, and I hope you stay around and hang out, and I'm wishing you the best in all of your waiting endeavors. What else do I have to share with you? Um, I think that's pretty much it. Those are all the basics. I think I covered all the bases for the most part. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week, wonderful two years if you're just getting started in all of this. I'm sending you all my love. No joke. I keep the missionary girlfriends in my prayers. And I know it sounds silly, but like truly, uh, I just like, I there's days no joke that I still (laughs) will like look at Kendall and I'm like I'm so glad you're home from your mission and he's like I've been home from my mission for like four years I'm like yeah I know (laughs) I'm just really happy that you're home because I cannot imagine him leaving me for like even like two days it like is crazy um but I promise it's gonna be over before you know it um once again sending my love uh I always end the podcast with just telling you how much I love you. And then I, it's like trying to hang up when you're talking to your best friend. It's like, Hey, you hang up first. Uh, Okay. Anyways, love you. You've got this. And hopefully I will see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye.